Welcome back, dear listeners, to Vermont Stretch Radio, broadcast to you live from a town just outside the predicted fallout radius should nuclear weapons be aimed at the major population centers of Megacity Gibble. Weird, that, isn't it? We are the radio show where we eschew the usual hard-hitting questions like the nature of racial and gender diversity among American Cape teens, and the treatment of Case 53s in the Protectorate and Wardens. We don't actually issue them in favour of anything, we just issue them, because actually questioning people rather than calling them names and jabbing fingers is the fastest way to get yourselves censored. Well, it is if you're using the internet. Turns out you can't really censor analog broadcasts on the radio. Turns out you can't censor non-sequiturs either. Weaver! <laughs> now, in today's news, we'll be looking at a rash of terrorist attacks on the settlements of Earth Gimel. Uh, meanwhile, though, in today's retractions, I'll have to be apologizing for implying foresight or DON'T MENTION WATCHDOG were all a bunch of pathetic weasels that retired the second it seemed like someone was going to watch them. Dear listeners, I'd like to apologize for insulting foresight. Some of them hadn't even triggered at the time, so it's unfair to say that they are all a bunch of pathetic weasels that retired the second it seems like someone was going to watch them, when in fact the number of pathetic weasels hiding among them are not at all representative of the entirety of DON'T MENTION WATCHDOG! Um, I also got a lot of feedback implying that, uh, well, informing me that Gavel didn't just limit his violence to the civilian identities of the capes that he pursued, and that when the odd villain decided to flee him rather than fight him face to face, he just decided to beat their families to death with his hammer instead. A lot of them likened Gavel to some sort of hack-booted hunter, which is a little weird to me as I am fairly certain he was a vigilante and not actually a government employee. Uh, anyway, they wagered that Gavel was a monster for daring to subject criminals to having their homes and their livelihoods ruined, while I just like him even more now. I mean, breaking into people's homes is one thing, listeners, but using their families against them, that's downright inspired. I mean, how did he even figure out all of their secret identities? He's, he's not a thinker or a stranger. That's probably just dedication right there. A little bit of personal ingenuity. Yeah. I, I don't think we give Gavel nearly enough credit. Uh, moving on, violence and terrorist attacks against Megacity Gimel have reached levels not seen since, well, it's been two years, we don't exactly have much in the way of recorded history to deal with, so it would be a little awkward to say in Megacity Gimel's recorded history. The highest levels of violence are absurd Metropolis has seen in living memory, but that whole violence thing isn't really going anywhere anytime soon, so let's just do the rounds on the normal news cycle. A rash of food poisonings has led into an inquiry against a food chain that has allegedly been using supplies of frozen and canned foods salvaged from earth bait as a cheaper source of ingredients. Gaia's Whole Foods alleges that the goods were well within their sell-by dates and that the seals had remained intact, implying that the goods had in fact been poisoned before they had arrived to the Whole Foods cycle, or at some point during the fallout of the, well, the gold morning, really. We try to avoid saying it, but let's just say it again, shall we? 
Gold Morning. Attempts to make a plinth commemorating the Norfair disaster. No, not not you, Nora. No, I, I, I know that you weren't looking, but you, you did that little thing with your head that made me think you were going to look and... Attempts to make a plinth commemorating the Norfair disaster have sadly run up against the planning committee for those bloody pillars you see all over the city. Uh, they allege that the space for the proposed plaque commemorating the terrorist attack against a cape would occupy the exact spot where they were going to put a little shrine symbolizing one of the victims of gold mourning. Uh, funny story, actually. Nora went and did the math on this one, and apparently if we had a shrine for every victim of gold mourning, we'd have enough wasted materials to solve our current housing crisis. That that That's not just the shrines even that are proposed. Even the shrines built could have solved the debacle with housing that we are currently facing. Moving on, housing. Housing news. The housing market of Cedar Point is on the up and the up again, although recent rebranding to Hollow Point and the lingering mess left by frequent and violent cape fights have left their value significantly less than what the investors had been promised. This is mostly a side effect of the fact that we have next to no houses, so of course the housing market is still on the up and up, because the demand is increasing and the supply is unchanging. Let's get more on this once we find out more about what uh, Advanced Guard are calling their headquarters these days. If it's anything like what the Wardens invested in, well, I, I'm sure we couldn't fit any refugees in there. In tabloid news this week, now normally we don't gossip manga, but some of these are just brilliant. So uh, we have rumours that Naomi Villiers' ghost has returned to protect the knife manufacturers of America from the ghosts of Allfather, Kaiser, and Iron Rain. We have heard rumours that a former member of the Slaughterhouse-Nine is running our economy to stave off his rampant bloodlust. We have rumours that mayoral candidate Jenny Wynn learned how to spell her name from the supervillain known as Accord. And finally, we have rumours that Alexandria wasn't even a Simmer victim. The Protectorate just told you she was so that you wouldn't be sad about a teen girl choking to death one of America's favourite heroes, and then being given a job offer. Now, regarding that whole terrorism thing, I can wait. I've actually got some local news. Uh, more specifically, the station we broadcast from has finally fixed the combination printer fax machine, and uh, the mailbox actually got a few more letters from our two fans that actually bothered to write in. Uh, one comes from one of the Vermont stretch's few people to possess a pen, sheet of paper, and the ability to put it in the mail, Martin Vettins, and another comes from the European villain that I in no way endorse, but am perfectly content advertising. Yes, dear listeners, it's Brain King! Uh, Brain King sends me letters sometimes. Sometimes things come in the letters, of course, that I have to bury or feed to the pigs. Brain King is my kind of man. I, I assume they're a man. You, they do have king in their name. He slash she slash they sl is slash are off to the European settlement these days. You know, that settlement in Europe. Where in Europe? Europe, God, you you ask that, like countries in Europe are divided by language, cultural, historical conflict, and whether or not they're any good at football. Uh, the, the football that everyone else plays, mind, not the one played by people too broad-shouldered for baseball. Anyway, Brain King just wanted to catch us up on his team. 
slash her team slash their team, and to mention that anyone looking for parahuman mercenaries might just want to look them up, perchance. They can cross the pond just as easily as they like to, thanks to Libra, the team mover that can just portal her way between any two places she's been before, with the sad limit, of course, that she must destroy a similar amount of matter to that she's transporting. They included a list, actually, a bit of a brochure, really. It reads like an advertisement of the various capes on the team. Ghoul, the team Trump, a man that eats people and gets their power for as long as it takes for them to pass out of the other end of him, which they inevitably do as a sort of acidic slurry, which is disgusting in a sort of neat way. Mostly disgusting, though. Uh... Mr. TNT is the Team Blaster, whose hands just fly off and punch people of their own accord, and can also blow up. I'm not certain if I'm interpreting some of these right, but the Team Brutus list is a four-meter-cubed turtle that just grows bigger the more drugs she's on. It sounds crazy, but mind this is all in the letter that Brain King has sent me. I the rest of it, really, is just the usual sad stuff, blah, 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 lost teammates, but I'm pretty sure... What was it? I thought their name could be again. They said they didn't actually have a team name. I had a great joke for it. Uh, college education, diploma, something that takes you far. Uh, who cares? Thanks for writing in, Brain King, you unrepentant murderer, you. Uh, to the authorities... He keeps sending me letters. I can't do anything about it, and if you really objected to any of this, then you maybe should have arrested him. But then again, that's a bit of a sore point with you lot. Uh, moving on, the letter from Mr. Vettins. Dear Mr. Guy, Hello, it's me again. I am writing with some questions and a statement of our support. I'm part of a small group of homesteads, too small to be considered a settlement by any stretch of the word. One of our traditions is just gathering around the radio at night and listening to the radio, and we just love your program, sir. Even though you've given us some hints about your somewhat unscrupulous past, this new world is about fresh beginnings, eh? Even if they don't always work out, people like you deserve some kind of chance. Now, on to my actual questions. Your most recent broadcast has highlighted a point of concern for me and my fellow settlers. What should we do to defend ourselves against rogue capes that might come through, looking to extort us or simply attack us? We've been discussing how to deal with this issue, and so I'm writing into your program to ask you your opinion, and for the benefit of all the other settlements out there worried for their own safety. Uh, as for my next question, it's more of a request, I suppose. You are a very interesting man, Mr. Guy, and I'd like to hear more about you. Not necessarily your past, but what you're like now. Nothing personal or anything, it's just a personal request of mine. Feel free to ignore it if you wish. With that, I've exhausted my questions for now. Stay safe, Mr. Guy. Sincerely, Martin Vettins. So, um, yeah, I, I really like getting mail like this. It's just neat. Uh, starting off, it's a world of new beginnings, and that is just wonderful. That is wonderful, and that is utterly ruined for me by the fact that people survived to see that new world. Sion tried to weep the slip. <sighs> Tripping over my own tongue. Sion tried to wipe the slate clean. And to restore our worlds to the way that they were before humanity stained and destroyed it. What we have is a world of endings. A world of endings cut sadly short. 
It's not unfair that some people died when other people lived. It's unfair that some people lived when everyone else died. Moving on, if rogue capes should attack you, Mr. Vettins, I recommend that you offer them jobs. Rogue capes care only about money and their own livelihood. Do not, under any circumstances, mention NEPEA5. It will only agitate them. If they are forcing members of your community out of their jobs, try to find them new jobs. Your people, not the rogue capes. The, the rogue capes will not notice if they are cutting down more timber than everyone else. And if they do, then they'll just laugh it off. Rogue capes cannot be reasoned with. They can only be bought or bartered with. I hope that can help you, but honestly, rogue capes are loose in this world, and we do not have the government support to deal with them anymore, listeners. Uh, moving on again, actually. Uh, a, a bit about me. I, I, I like personal questions, but uh, it's, it's best to keep most of the cards close to my chest. Uh, I'm an un-Aero ace. I'm a clone of a dead man. I was bred for murder. I've been on the air before, though never professionally, and sometimes I just like to take walks alone in the woods in the opposite direction of any city or settlement. So I can just imagine that everyone else in the world is dead and that this world that I am in is empty. If you get far enough away from everyone, then the world falls quiet and you can see places that no one has ever set foot in before and, fingers crossed, no one ever will again. It's beautiful and it's serene and it's something we all could have had if we didn't manage to beat Scion. Anyway, thanks for writing in, Martin. There. There. Now we can all move on to unimportant warmongering that will all be over by the end of the week. Remember, listeners, violence is fleeting and beautiful, but callousness and carelessness are the things that will haunt us for years to come. In today's top story that we finally had to deal with, a terrorist attack last night saw a few people killed out of the 11 or so thousand people on board a convoy that had been intended for 8,000 people, bringing, of course, the numbers back down to more manageable amounts. The attack saw a mixture of conventional weapons, ironically unconventional in the usual cape-on-cape -cape conflict, until the attack on the Fallen set the new precedent for capes using guns, that is, Western capes using guns, everybody else was fine with it, and the Americo-centric narrative of the PRT's presentation of parahuman affairs always failed to adequately convey the grittiness of cape conflicts in the Third World. It's surprising for people to say all this carrying around gun stuff isn't fair, really, when the majority of Earth Gimmel is still a developing nation. So, the convoy was overloaded to begin with, and it lacked adequate escort for protection before the arrival of mass murderers Dragon and Defiant, who swiftly brought the attack to an end through the use of their absurdly unfair tinker powers. Remember, kids, anyone can be a hero, and anyone whose power breaks the rules can be one of the best heroes. If you want to be a world-class tinker, all it takes is the abil tinker ability to... Be good at using other people's tinker abilities, or make other people's tinker powers slightly more efficient. In a shocking turn of events, though, ordinary mayoral candidate, insert name here, 
I, 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 I'm just kidding. I know, I know who he is. You probably know who he is. But really, it could have been anyone. It could have been anyone, and that's the importance of his speech, is that anyone in that crowd could have said the things that he said. He used Dragon and Defiant's public appearance to call them out for being a pair of grotesque failures so far removed from the common man that any further forays into cutting away that their flesh and blood can only serve to make them more human. Well, he didn't quite say that, but I like to feel he conveyed the general idea of it, whoever he was. The point is, we have people speaking out against the capes again, which is wonderful to me. Because honestly, I think... The weird thing about the heroes we have in our world is they're fine being public servants, but they're public perception servants. They just get so overwhelmed and caught up with what other people think of them. And the easiest way to insult them, well, the easiest way to hurt them is to insult them. You just have to dig at those little weaknesses that they all have and it all falls apart. Yeah. The lack of any real plan, the complete absence of a real plan for helping out anyone else from Earth Gimel, that is to say, anyone that didn't live directly on top of a portal to Earth Gimel, cough, cough, brock tonight, it shows an almost callous disdain that a lot of the megacity has for anyone outside of their little world. One could liken this, of course, to the usual American isolationism that sees them blissfully ignorant of global politics despite relying on foreign industry, and also sees them mispronouncing everyone else's names. It's... Why were we content for two years, for two years, to deal with the warden? Anyway, today's attack highlights the continued inadequacies of Megacity Gimmel's housing market, of its evacuation plans, and its inability to support its economy, no matter how much resources we steal off Earth Cheat slash Earth Kate slash Earth Kite. I've seen a lot of pronunciations, listeners. I'm sticking with cheat. This is a problem that is only being addressed or even mentioned by prospective mayor Jeannie Wynne. Uh, John Wynne? John Wynne. Only she has an answer. Only she has a plan. Only she has a way to save as many people as possible, provided we put our faith in her. And I am up for that, because if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, then I can just feel really smug and pleased with myself for doubting her. But, honestly, it's the best solution we have. Nobody else is offering a solution. The heroes certainly aren't offering a plan. So why, pray tell why, do we not have the chance to vote yet? Two years, two months, and, well, I suppose it's a fair bit on from two years and two months. <sighs> Mind, I just broadcast this stuff at night. I just pay attention to the goings-on of the city through hearsay and rumour before going back to my rural hunter-gatherer radio show host existence. I lack a connection to the city, 
and to what we understand of the city. I'm signing off for the night, listeners, is what I try to, I'm trying to say. And this is about as far as we'll take tonight's broadcast. I'd like to apologize, and I'd like to tell you that should Earth City, Gimmel City, Big City, that one city, we don't have a name yet for this city, Mega City, fall tomorrow, I am sure that I'll be the last person to tell you about it. Oh, there's going to be some proper news programs and everything. Probably from that conglomerate, you know, the, the one we mentioned the other week that's surreptitiously managed to gain a stranglehold over the entire endus entertainment industry and the news industry. Uh, is, is anybody doing anything about that? I, I thought not. Good night, listeners. Good night, Killington. Ba ba da 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 da. This was a community content production for Parahuman Audio. Parahuman Audio are the people that do the Ward audiobook project, and sometimes they host little sideshows like this. Worm, Ward, and the Parahumans universe are all owned by J.C. McRae and written by J.C. McRae and beta read by every fan that points out a typo in the comments section. It's a proud tradition. That actually comes across as a little more harsh than I'd meant it. It was meant to be just a joke about the, uh, the odd typo here and there, but yeah, Ward is a great story and I highly recommend that you read it which you probably do if you are listening to a fan production on a fan site for the audiobook of the thing in question. That's about it, unless I can think of any shout-outs that I want to make, but nothing has really popped up this week, so I am going to call it there. Thanks for listening, listeners.